into the it is Tuesday, the 12th of April. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. And um, look, I'm just about to wash up and mow the lawn and clean the kids' <laughs> school shoes, ready for them. Oh, where are you, Shane? Sorry. I am in sunny Cairns, mate. I'm staying in a beautiful oh. hotel called the Crystal Brook Riley. And uh, so we've got two nights here and then we're off to the beautiful Port Douglas. So uh, the kids are very excited. Plenty of walking uh, down by the Esplanade today. We have a nice little lunch as well. So, yeah, good times, mate. Good times. Oh, you enjoy it. It's a lovely, lovely part of the world. I love North Queensland. Andrew McDonnell, he is going to be the new Australian cricket coach. We have some huge events in 2022. And Tiger Woods, he said the Masters isn't enough. He's going to be at the British Open as well. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Now, Andrew McDonald, um, you predicted this, another one of Shane's bold crystal ball predictions uh, to be the, the next coach of the Australian cricket team. And... Look, from outside looking in, he, he looks like the right pick, doesn't he? A more uh, laid-back, quieter, smart guy that will work well with Pat Cummins and the team. Yeah, well, Pat Cummins definitely wants uh, his team around him, and uh, Andrew McDonald is one of those. It was an interesting chat I had on lunch with Lee last week with Greg Dyer, the uh, mm. the president of the Australian Cricket Association, and he just said that the combination between Pat Cummins and Andrew McDonald was the key. Um, as you mentioned, Andrew McDonald very laid back, but very, very detailed in what he does. And I think that showed in the tour to Pakistan. So, yeah, good combination. And I think you know, Pat Cummins is really coming into his own, and uh, particularly by getting the team around him and backing, I suppose, and going against all other critics saying Andrew McDonald's not the right guy. They won't win without him, uh, without Justin Langer, that is. But, uh, yeah, very, very good sign. And well done to Andrew McDonald for getting the job. Yeah, well, he's a real leader, Pat Cummins, isn't he? Uh, and, I, and that's not to diminish the leaders that we've had in recent years, but I think that he wants to be the boss and he wants everyone else to do their jobs, and he's happy to do that, and I think that that's the reason why he took on the role. Um, now, all sorts of tactics are being used by cricket teams these days in modified versions, aren't they? Sure is. So in the IPL, you saw a guy overnight, Ravi Ashwin, actually retire himself. Uh, he had faced 23 balls. It was the 18th over, second ball the 18th over, and he decided to retire and bring in the big-hitting Ryan Parage, um, and he actually came out and hit a six. We've seen this, Timmy, in junior cricket. I know, I know growing up, you used to retire certain guys and bring in big hitters towards the end. So it's been happening in junior cricket. They're now just putting these tactics into play on the world stage. And Ash Barty, um, of course, I think we will have an Ash Barty story right up until the point that she returns to tennis, <laughs> which I think we both think will happen because she's only at the age of, of 25. But uh, a real interesting swing shift. She's going to um, head to the computer. She is, and um, I think it's a fantastic idea. Ash Barty's bringing out a, a six-series book. 
uh, titled Little Ash. And it's based on mm. herself, the three-time Grand Slam champion, um, and her real-life experiences both on and off the court. It's going to be written and illustrated uh, by First Nation Creative, so uh, a real good tie into her heritage. Um, and I think, look, she has been a, a real role model for both young boys and girls. And uh, she continues to do so. Look, I think everybody's appetite has been whetted, so to speak, by the whole idea of live sport, live crowds, big crowds. And uh, look, we've got so much to come over the next few years. The 2023 Women's World Cup will be played in Australia and New Zealand. An announcement apparently is going to be made Today, by the Victorian Government, the Commonwealth Games are going to be there in 2026. We've got the Olympics in Brisbane, Rugby World Cups. But 2022 itself has uh, a huge amount of sports still to come. We've just seen the finish of the Masters. Mate, we sure have, Tim. And look, it'd take me all morning to go through all the actual events that are on in 2022. But we have the Com Games in Birmingham. The Women's Rugby World Cup is on. Um, we've both got the Cricket World Cups, uh, the Athletic World Championships, the Rugby League World mm. Cup is on. Uh, lots and lots of sport this year. And that goes with all the traditional sports like the Masters, which we've just seen, Wimbledon coming up, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, due to COVID, they're, ch- they're jamming everything into 2022, that's for sure. Yeah, I think I did an awards night for 2020 the other day because everyone's putting it all ahead. And, and the, one of the best things is that all these events pretty much are going to run as normal with normal crowds. And we saw huge, huge crowds at uh, at the Grand Prix, of course, in Melbourne. Now, the Matildas, they want to get better opposition. Well, very much so. And Tony Gustaf and the coach has sort of said that mm. if they're serious about actually winning the Women's World Cup, um, and this is no slight on New Zealanders, but uh, just playing New Zealand's not going to get them there. They need to play the top teams and play them often so they know how they're, actually how they're performing. Um, and once mm. they come up against them in the big matches, they know what they need to do to improve. So, look, I actually agree with that. And, you know, the one common thing that all boys and girls who become professional athletes have in common, they play against adults at a young age, so they're always tested, and this is the same sort of theory. i tell you what, I, I, look, apart from Cameron Smith uh, and what happened to him on the 12th, the par 3 12th, where he had a triple bogey yesterday, which pretty much destroyed his run at the leader at the US Masters. Uh, I, I love the final day of the Masters. <laughs> and uh, Scotty Scheffler, I know he's American, 25-year-old, he was just extraordinary. He just kept it together. Uh, Smithy Algo, I got within a one shot of him a few times, but uh, Scheffler showed a sort of a confidence well beyond his years. He sure did, and he admitted um, after the match that the night before he sat with his wife and mm. he just didn't believe he was good enough to be there. He wasn't ready for this moment in his life, and he, he burst into tears. Now, I've burst into tears after rounds of golf, Tim, but never before the final one. I've burst into tears <laughs> during golf. But it, it goes to show uh, his wife sort of talked him around and said, you know, God willing, if, if it's your time, you will win, and, and he did so. He double bogeyed the last. That's how nervous he was. Uh, but he still won by, I think, three shots in the end. Yeah, yeah. Look, he was just basically playing within himself on that last hole, chipping to the, you know, to a wide part of the green. He knew he'd won it. And Tiger Woods, yeah. look, he doesn't look like the athlete, of course, that he has in the past. He's still very much hampered by the injuries from the car crash, but he's obviously recuperating and he's getting better and he's rehabbing to get through four rounds. And, and now he said he's going to get off to um, the British Open. Well, to get through four rounds, let's put that in perspective. He was only playing nine holes, walking nine holes, 
two to two to three weeks before mm. the actual uh, Masters, and he made the cut. He's now just going to focus on St Andrews, and that'll be the 150th Open Championship at St Andrews in July. He'll focus on that. He said he's never going to play a full schedule again. And uh, he'll just focus on the majors. And, uh, look, he'll just get better and better from now. And, look, you can never uh, underestimate this guy. He is an unbelievable comeback king. Yeah, might just pick one off. You never know. Yep. Stay with us. We've got so much more. All the latest in the AFL. And what about the rugby league? Now, Lance Franklin, it looked nasty, uh, that broken finger. And it can be so difficult, uh, an injury like that, although it appears from the outside looking in to be relatively minor uh, compared to what you can do. But the problem is if you don't get the right operation and the treatment, it can cause arthritis all through the hand. So he's going to undergo finger surgery. He will do. uh, Probably three weeks, I'd say, he'll be out. Uh, Get that right. It's just an awkward one. In AFL, you know you're going up for for marks above everyone else, and if it catches you on the end of the finger and and it's not fixed correctly, you're right, Tim, it it can linger on and and could could end his career. So they'll get it right. Uh, Three weeks, he'll, he'll come back. And look, the Swans have a relatively... Easy uh, three weeks anyway, so uh, I won't say easy, but um, they're not playing the top team. So um, fingers crossed they can get through that and Buddy can come back bigger and stronger than ever. Quite appropriate you use the word lingered because uh, Cameron yeah. Ling, um, AFL great, of course. We saw him play in many grand finals. He's absolutely ripped into GWS. Look, GWS have been giving a fantastic squad uh, since they've been put, put into the AFL. Um, but Ling's come out and said they're basically the junk food of the AFL, uh, where they, they promise um, a lot, and all they give is a real initial sugar rush. Um, so he hasn't missed them at all there. But uh, look, they're, they're, they're one from three at the start of this season. They should be doing a lot better, as they have in the last couple of years. They made a grand final, but they're really struggling. They probably should have won a grand final by now, and uh, this season is not looking good for them. A less than glamorous win for Souths over the Dragons on the weekend, and it's, uh, look, they're, they're not in the top eight. They're going okay without being brilliant, obviously, but Latrell Mitchell's going to be out for two months. This will really hurt him. That's going to hurt him big time. So Latrell has torn his hamstring tendon. So it's not the muscle, it's the tendon, which is even worse. So, yeah, it's it's eight weeks on the sideline there. And, look, they missed him last year with that high hit on uh, Johnny Manu. But, uh, yeah, out, out for another eight weeks here, which is not great. Yeah, no, he's such a pivotal part of who they are. He's also, obviously, a huge impact in the New South Wales State of Origin mm. team. And we're not far away from State of Origin. And uh, Brad Fittler, obviously, and his team need to work quickly on who will replace him. But they do have some names. Brad Fittler just seems to be right on it, doesn't he? Um, and we haven't seen this from a New South Wales coach for many years. And since the trail gets injured, Brad Fittler's coming out and announcing who we think the three potential uh, replacements could be. Bradman Best, Stephen Crichton and Matt Burton um, are all in contention. He said they all play on the left-hand side of the field, as, as did Luttrell. Um, I think, Tim, I don't know what you think, but I think even though that... Uh, Matt Burton is playing 5-8 for the Dogs at the moment. He played centres for Penrith. I think he's probably the guy that will come into that team. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Either him or, or Crichton is outstanding, of course, grand final mm-hmm. winner, along with Burton last year. So uh, look, I think they do have a few options, that's for sure. Did you have many pitch invaders when you were playing cricket? Like, and I don't know what's going on in the rugby league because we've seen quite a few and a guy that's been jailed as well. 
<laughs> we had a few pitch invaders, Timmy. We never had a guy running on with a flare, wow. uh, and that's what happened in the Sharks versus Tigers game. Look, this guy's just been fined four hundred and ten bucks or something, but he's actually been sent to jail, and I think that sends a really, really good message. You can't be running on the field with a which is what you'd call term a weapon. Oh yeah, that was ridiculous. Absolutely off its head. The um, well, what 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 pitch, any pitch invaders stand out to you? The um, the other one, of course, we saw over the across the weekend. We spoke about it with Shad yesterday. Was the the Gold Coast. Uh, the woman who got tackled and uh, the reverberations that followed that. I remember Andrew Simon's shoulder charging the guy in on the, at the Gabba. That was a cracker. But my favourite, and we mentioned on the show before, Timmy, was Michael Bevan getting hit by the full salmon. That was the best pitch invader I ever saw. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that, that's absurd. Now, uh, heading overseas, the NBA Milwaukee Buckstar, $411,000 in just eight seconds. That's the kind of money that they can earn. Yep. If you're not a sire, that's for sure. Uh, 411k for eight seconds. So he was he played 66 games for the season, averaging 4.5 rebounds. He needed to get to 67 games, so one more, uh, with an average of 3.15. So he basically just came on for eight seconds, ticked off both those boxes, and walked away with 411k. So the Bucks looking after their uh, one of their key players, Drew Holiday. That's for sure. Yeah, well, it's quite appropriate that his name sort of sounds like holiday because uh, you can mm. go on a few with that kind of money. Ben, sure ben Simmons, the the saga continues. Uh, we get a, we get an update out of the Nets. Yeah, we are, and I think they're doing a good job. The Nets just to keep people um, interested in his progress. Look, he is not going at full tilt mm. just yet. So they're saying he's making the right steps to come back, yep. but he's still a way off, I think. Yeah, and Matisse Thibel is ineligible to play in the playoff games in Toronto because of uh, his vaccine status. Um, they're still very tight on this over there. Yeah, and that's to go into Canada. So he'll be staying mm. home and he'll miss, the Aussie will miss uh, these playoffs due to his vaccine status. And um, yeah, I wonder if he's going to regret that moving forward now because you never, you don't always get a chance to play in these playoffs and you may never get there again. So yeah, he may, he may regret that in the future, I would say. Yeah, that's a thing. And that's a thing for a lot of sports people that uh, haven't had vaccinations. It may change, but uh, mm. where they are playing or where they're domiciled, generally uh, they, they understand, okay, well, I'm right to do it, but the rules are so different all around the world. All right, now to wrap it up, the book signing, the lead to the power of two. There was a twist in the tale. Well, Brett, Brett and I did this book years ago, and uh, we were doing a book signing, and often people would come up and say, that make it out to Lachlan, and, and Brett's not the best speller, let's, let's be honest. And uh, how do you spell Michelle? He'd asked me quietly over my shoulder, and I'd always given the correct spelling. Well, an Indian guy came up to me and said, "Sure, you." Indian guy came up to me and said that his name was BB, and I said, "How do you spell that?" And he said, "B B." And Brett just said, "You can't even spell that, Shane. You're not that bright yourself." Oh, he got you back. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors. And O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. And, of course, our great producer, Dan McHugh. We'll see you tomorrow for your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.